0: Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host Jason Grill. You are listening to 980 AM or you are joining us today on podcast via iTunes or Stitcher. Or you are joining us today, thankfully, on our website, GrillNationShow.com. I, again, am your host, Jason Grill. You can connect with me on social media. I am on all platforms. Uh, Just search for Jason Grill. You can find me on Twitter, at Jason Grill and at GrillNationShow. Hope you're having a great week. We've had some really good shows of late. We've been lucky enough to be able to get a lot of good guests here over the summer. And that will continue the next few weeks. I think we're going to have some really good shows And I think today is going to be a really interesting show as well with a a gentleman that we've had on before throughout the uh, baseball seasons here and there and also on some of his other endeavors from more of an entrepreneurial and business standpoint. But today he's joining us via Zoom. Uh, Joel Goldberg is our guest. He's the Royals live host and in-game reporter for Fox Sports Kansas City. He's on Twitter at Goldberg KC. Joel, welcome back to the show. How are you today, sir?
1: I am doing well. Um, good to be back with you, and I think this is our first face-to-face interview on your show.
0: It is maybe, yeah. I'm, I'm not, it, we might have had, well, actually. I don't know if we had you in the studio once. I think we tried, but you're you during the season, man. And, and even in the Off season, you're doing all kinds of other stuff. You're a hard guy to find, but now that we have technology like Zoom, and I know you you, you use Streamyard, uh, it seems to be easier to connect for uh, for what we do. I
1: I love it. I mean, I now. Look, I would rather things be the other way, right? But I think that this really... So even for for your radio show, knowing that you can't always get every guest in, now you can pretty much always get every guest in. You, you know? And to me, it's radio. So if people are saying, well, I don't need to see the guy, you know as well as I do that that face-to-face, at least seeing each other and being able to read body language helps. Mm-hmm. And so... This makes it more than just a phone interview. And I think that that's the case now for, for anybody in what they do in sales. It's the same for me. I don't have access to players this year face-to-face. I, I will not stand. The closest I think I'll get was I was walking into the stadium the other day and I saw a player waving to me from down on the field. It was Brad Keller, who was one of their pitchers, just coming off of a positive test and getting back to the field now and healthy. And I see a masked man waving to me. I'm like, I don't know who that is. So I walked (laughs) closer down towards the dugout, had my mask on. He had his mask on. And as I got closer, I'm like, oh, that's Brad. And we had a conversation from about 15 feet apart with masks on. That's the closest I'm going to get to a player this year. I'm more likely to see these guys doing exactly what we're doing right now, which is Zoom. I think a lot of salespeople and a lot of people that network for their jobs can relate to that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, Joel, before we get into kind of some of the baseball and some of the broadcast uh, thoughts along with some of the other things you're up to, for our listeners, just give us your background again real quick since we have more time today. Uh, Tell us about kind of what you do. Uh, I know you have a lot of different hats, but you have one main thing that people know you for right? in the past, but now you've grown into other stuff.
1: I always sit there when I have guests on my podcast and I say, boy, I don't know where to begin. You do so many things. And then I, I realize I guess that's me too. But I think that, you know, most people, at least in Kansas City, if they watch baseball, know me as the guy that, that is talking on TV. I think I have one of the most unique and coolest jobs in baseball for this reason. There are a handful of us that have the privilege of being baseball broadcasters. So you have your play-by-play guys, you have your analysts, and then you might have your pre and post game show host. And then you might have the sideline reporter and everybody has those in some capacity. Uh, And you got your TV, you got your radio, but I I think I'm the only guy in the country that does every pre and post game show as the host and does all of the interviews and in-game reports without splitting that up with someone else. And some of that is the fact that we don't have NBA or NHL. So there's really only one entity that my television network has in town because football is all national in terms of television announcing. So I get to do it all. And I didn't realize it at the time when I came here in 2008, I just, you know, I left St. Louis to come here because it was going to be a better job opportunity. Hey, more airtime. That's what we all want on TV, but I didn't understand. And then the team winning a world series in 15 back-to-back pennants, 14 and 15, the amount of exposure that would lead in terms of branding in terms of value in the market in terms of recognizability and so that's really led to all the other hats that you're talking about in terms of a speaking business podcasts uh i don't know what else do i do all, all kinds of other things So, it, a it's lot
0: tell us Joe. we only have three minutes left in the first segment what for right now what does your day look like um and we're <laughs> going to get into nuts and bolts of it but just give us an overview of Joe Goldberg and the new new world order uh, and how that works.
1: It's a totally new world order. As a matter of fact, when you know you and I, I gave you a bunch of bogus times of when I'd be available for this, and then the times I told you I wasn't available, I was then available. I don't even remember what I told you. So first <laughs> off, I should thank you for the ability to to hit the the quote unquote curveball. But welcome to my world. I mean, it's just baseball players and anyone around the sport are very as much as things happen that you can't expect they're very structured in terms of schedule this is when you get to the park this is when the clubhouse is open for interviews this is this on and on and on this is when the pregame show starts this is when the game is going and then you adjust from there but my world and everybody around me it's changed because because we don't have that face to face hey the manager is going to be available to jump on a zoom call just to prep you guys um, you know and have an informal session this morning at well it might be 10:15 on the East Coast, but when they're in Cleveland, that's not really the coast, but you know what I mean. Or they're home or they're in the Central Times on 1115. And then, hey, this player is suddenly available at 2 o'clock for a, a Zoom interview that I'm doing from home that will end up on our air. So I know I have my daily live video podcast that Jason Grill was on recently.
0: Well, Rounding the Bases Live, we'll get Thank into that you. more, but that is on every day, which is that amazing. Was- that was nine
1: and then on to baseball prep and then zoom talks and then some business stuff and then interviews and then eventually get to the ballpark and go. That's the short version. I know I've already chewed up three minutes.
0: So you (laughs) know, you got time left. So you're essentially doing your radio or your podcast video podcast every day in the morning at 9am or 845. Right. And, And then, you know, you're working on stuff or your business, which we'll get into more. And then essentially, then you go out to the stadium still. You're still yeah. doing the live the broadcast for the right. game in the
1: stadium. Yeah, Homer Road. We're not traveling this year, and so and that's pretty much everybody in baseball. So I'm doing road games from home, which is weird because it's like pitch black out there except for our studio lights, and and you're calling stuff or watching off monitors. It's just it's very strange. And the other thing too, and I just have to get used to this is, is for a 6.30 pregame show, they want me out on set at six o'clock to to prep on stuff. I might not show up till five or 5.30, which at first I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't allowed. But I'm like, but I'm working all day from home. Like I'm doing everything from home. I'm picking up the phone and talking to players, I'm sending a text message, I'm on a Zoom call. And so it's just like, can I do that in the comfort of my own home or there? And so it's just, I think people can relate to that for sure. And so it's just, it's just different. I mean, you know, ultimately Jason, we, as long as baseball is going, I hope by the time this airs baseball is still going, but we still have to bring the game to people at home. And if we do it differently, as long as the product is still there in the end, that's all that matters really.
0: That's right. Joe Goldberg is with us on the Grill Nation show today. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for listening today. To nine AM or podcast via iTunes. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on. Over. Say Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us again today for another episode. You're listening to 980 AM. Or if you joined us via podcast on iTunes, we greatly appreciate it, or however you listen to podcasts. Thank you very much. You can go to our website at grillnationshow.com where you can find all of our shows, our links to our podcasts and all of our guests. We're talking today with Joel Goldberg. He is on your televisions if you're listening in Kansas City today, pretty much every day. uh, Royals live host. He's also an in-game reporter for Fox Sports Kansas City. He's on Twitter, at GoldbergKC. Joel, um, you uh, are doing a daily podcast, video podcast, called Rounding the Bases Live, and it, it airs every day on all your social media. It's just unbelievable. Every day you're interviewing somebody. Uh, what is that like? I mean, just booking those guests. I mean, we do once a week, and it's it, you know sometimes I'm like, "Eh, who am I going to find yeah. this week?" You're doing it every day, man, on top of your other jobs
1: <laughs> for yeah, 45 um,
0: minutes. So it's not like a short little 20 minute segment. It's a full deal. Well,
1: the first off, I I don't. I'm starting. To, I'm sitting thinking, wait, I'm doing what? 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 Wait, what? What did I get myself into? <laughs>
0: Rounding the bases is, is just—you know—you started with the podcast, though, right? So now, yeah. it's, but it wasn't like a weekly thing. Now it's video every day.
1: So here's what happened, and I—I I think ultimately I—I I made the right choice. I'm I'm really happy with this. But and the backstory to this, and you've heard it, is. About four years ago, I started a speaking business. I'd never lived in that world in my life. I mean, you know, when I used to come on with you, we just talked baseball, and which we still can do. But I didn't know anything about the business world or anybody. Maybe some people knew who I was watching on TV. And I, and I came to understand that there's so many lessons in sports that translate to any profession. So I, I've, I've been living in that world. And, and I started a podcast just telling stories or, you know, interviewing people once a week and when this pandemic hit I had about seven or eight interviews lined up I'd taken a few weeks off ready to debut a new season of rounding the bases audio interviews and the first one was Ray Kowalik the CEO of Burns and McDonald and and I had some you know pretty heavy hitters like that now you know this like some people like if I need to make an adjustment to you or you to me as busy as I am and you are we could do that. But when you start dealing with some high level CEOs, there's a lot of planning and people that are dealing with their calendar. You can't just, so the interview had been done and the pandemic hits and I'm thinking, cause I interview everybody about culture and leadership and, and you know, those type of elements. There was no talk about leading during a pandemic or people working from home or, you, you know, all of what's come with this crisis, so like, well, how do I address that in the interview when I can't redo this interview? I mean, it's not going to be a good look for me to say, hey, can we get back on the calendar and redo the hour that we spent together face to face? It's not going to happen. I mean, maybe it would. So like, well, why don't I just still keep running these interviews? And I had a bunch like that. And I'll redo the intro and just say, hey, this was recorded back in February. And I emailed him and this is some of the changes they've made. But here's the rest of the interview and I hope you enjoy it. So I thought, how can I address this? And, and oh, by the way, I'm now an out of work baseball announcer. And people may not realize this, but many of us are paid by the game. And we're freelance employees and we're we're compensated very well. I, I think I'm very grateful for that. But suddenly no paycheck was coming in. And, you know, our last paycheck comes about the first week of October unless there's playoffs. And then the next one comes the first week of April. So here we are in late March, finally ready for that regular weekly paycheck. And it's gone and never came until the end of July. And, and I just thought, look, now what, Uh, what if I, I'd always wanted a video element for my podcast. Anyway, I'm a video guy. Mm -hmm. What if I just started interviewing people every day? And then I did just a little bit of exploring and it's like, wait a minute, you you can stream stuff on Facebook and YouTube and all these places, Twitter. All right, I'll just do that every day. And I really thought maybe I could start. My initial thing was maybe I could start telling some stories of businesses that are really struggling that are really failing, that are just trying to stay alive, these great entrepreneurial stories that suddenly are fighting for their lives. And then over time, that turned into talk about the pandemic, talk about Black Lives Matter, racial injustice. And it was like, on any given day, I have the freedom to talk about anything I want, and to highlight these people and these guests. So as we're talking right now, by the time this airs over the weekend, I'll just top the 100 mark, which is, um, again, I'm not sure if if so this I is the, right thing or the wrong thing. Yeah, I don't that's know.
0: that's pretty amazing. I, I thought you were gonna. I when I first saw you start doing it, I thought this was gonna be a uh, pandemic off season thing, and you kind of carried it. So through. did I. <laughs> but
1: you know what? Like I I just I don't know. I, I I actually wrestle with this because I know that from a time management standpoint, my day would be easier if I didn't do it. And I also know that the more people I have on, the fewer guests that are left. But I, I believe and I think most people understand this, there are always stories to be told. Mm-hmm. So you have to work once you, you have to get outside your network a little bit and start meeting new people. And it's not a completely one hundred percent Kansas City show, but I've kind of made that more Kansas City based and the audio one a little bit more like local and national. But as long as there's stories to tell, and I've got some help in terms of booking guests and some research, then I think I want to keep doing because I know like once you back off of something, like if you made the decision to say, you know, I think I'll just do Grill Nation once a month. It's yeah. hard to go to that and then go back to a week. You know, like once you back yeah, off, you're backing off. You got to stay yeah. consistent.
0: It's very consistent for you. Joel Goldberg is with us. Joel, you mentioned you do speaking as well. JoelGoldbergMedia.com. You, I, I can't go anywhere without seeing you on social media promoting what you're doing and, um, and just – maybe kind of amplifying some of the speeches you've given. Talk, talk to us about that and how that's changed the last few months with uh, less resources for corporations to pay speakers, of course, and you having to innovate through zoom and through other mechanisms.
1: It was, it was really uncomfortable at first. And here's the thing I learned quickly. And I think this applies to anyone. This is not a speaker's thing, but a lot of, people that are watching or listening to this, I think will understand and it'll resonate. I know I found myself like so many in business, in sales, whatever your profession with my back against the wall back in March and April thinking what I, I just, I need somebody to help me here. Who's going to give me business. I need to crank up the speaking business because I'm now out of work for baseball. And what I noticed really quickly was as I reached out to everyone, not that they were lacking empathy because they weren't, they were going through stuff too. Mm -hmm. And I could have built the greatest network in the world. And I'm, I'm proud of the network that I've built, but that doesn't mean that they weren't going through stuff at the highest of levels. So did they have the ability to help me? Maybe, but how about turning things around and saying, how can I help you? And I got this great advice from from a woman on my network early on that said, reach out to anyone that you've spoken to in the last three years. They're up against it right now, too. And offer them a free 15 minute speech. Just a little snippet of what you're doing as a pick me up for their leadership team. Are they having a Monday morning meeting? Are they are they struggling to rally their people? Whether it be leadership team, the whole, you know, company, whatever it is. Tell them you'll jump on a Zoom call as a thanks for their business in the past. And don't ask for anything else in return. And I did that. And people remember that stuff. And you know what? If nothing else came of it, it felt good to be able to actually help pick people up. But what happened is I suddenly started getting calls back saying, hey, could you speak to the rest of our team? What would it cost to do this? How could we do that? Now, you have to kind of re-navigate this whole thing because you're right. People, companies don't have the same budgets they did anymore. This is not an essential need. But what I did start to see is as companies got past, I, I felt like, Jason, every day was a new day. Then every week felt like a new week, meaning this is this is panic is set in. Okay, now this is our new norm. Okay, now we're getting comfortable with this. How does it work? Oh, okay, I don't mind this too much. And so the, the, the mindset kept changing for everyone, including myself. And once there was a comfort level, then suddenly... Hey, let me know if I can help you in any way. No pressure at all. That interest started coming back to me. But I just felt like instead of looking for how can I make money? How can I make this up? Where am I going to get it? Yes, you have to survive. Flip it upside down and say, you know what? There are a lot of other people that are struggling too. What can I do to add value to them?
0: Mm -hmm. Well said. We had two minutes left, Joel. Uh, Yeah, when you were just speaking, I was thinking back to how different things felt at the beginning of this uh, pandemic with just, I remember having like setting up the zoom account um, to get together with friends for a drink, you know, like for a happy hour Mm -hmm. at the beginning. And it was like, Mm -hmm. we hadn't seen each other in a long time. It just, it's changed so much. uh, Even though, you know, it's spiking, but it seems like it's changed a lot as far as where we are now, from where we're at the beginning, as far as relationships and business and work.
1: Well, we have a different perspective now. I mean, I, I don't, and I say this over and over again on every interview. I, I, I get that people see this differently. I get that people have different levels of anxiety and different levels of comfort or discomfort. I, I tend to be more on the side of, I'm, I'm going to listen to the experts, the medical experts and science, and, and I'm going to be extra careful. But I, I what I do know we all have in common is we're all affected by this. So it doesn't matter what you think about schools or masks or any of that stuff, although I don't personally see why wearing a mask should be a big deal um what's the worst that comes of it i understand for some people there might be a medical thing i don't know uh but we've all been affected by this like that's that's been one of my messages to people is that we've never had a time in our history where everyone is affected by the same thing the 9-11 rocked the world but it certainly was different being in a new york versus say a kansas or a missouri right but yeah. we've all felt this, and, and maybe we didn't feel it right away. So, you know, you mentioned the spiking right now, and and but things feel different. I think we have a different perspective today than we did back in March.
0: For sure. Joel Goldberg is our guest. He's on Twitter, at GoldbergKC. We'll be right back after the break with more of the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. You're listening to 980 AM or joining us via podcast. Thanks for listening. I thought I saw a man born to lie. He was warm. He came around like he was dignified. He showed me why. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show. I am Jason Grill, your host. Thanks for joining us again this week uh, via the radio or podcast on 980 or on uh, iTunes or on our website, grillnationshow.com. As always, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. Or at Grill Nation Show. Uh, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and, and all the other – LinkedIn and all the other social medias out there. Not on TikTok, though. You will not find me on TikTok. I guess I'm, I'm just not cool, to, cool enough to dance on TikTok. Joel Goldberg is our guest. Uh, there was a time when Joel wasn't even on Twitter, I think, when I, when I first met him. Maybe it was Instagram. I don't remember. But he is the Royals live host and in-game reporter on Fox Sports Kansas City. He's on Twitter, at GoldbergKC. Joel, the Royal season has started where, as we take this, uh, we're in week three, I think. We're 11 games in. We'll be 12 games in today. Uh, you've been doing this all at Kauffman Stadium. I mean, you guys are doing the broadcast from Kansas City. You're not traveling at all. What's that been like? Because, frankly, you can't even tell on TV. Like, when I'm listening to the, to the, to the play, play-by-play, play I mean, if, if you didn't know there is a pandemic, and there was no traveling, you wouldn't
1: know. And that to me is the ultimate compliment. So thank you. And I mean I know it's an observation, but it's a compliment, I think, to all of us that we can pull that off. Mm-hmm. And it is different. It is harder. I would make the I I would make the connection to the salesperson that can't sell face to face anymore you still have to sell, right? We still have to bring the game to people. So a, a Royals executive the other day said to me exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. And I said, then that means that we're doing it right. And that, that, that is a huge relief and a huge compliment. And so, you know, it looks different. Say when I do a in-game report and I'm not on the sideline at the, you know, name the stadium Fenway park, and I'm sitting on a set in an empty stadium, it felt really weird uh, during the first road trip to have to be announcing a game while we're in the middle of a thunder and lightning storm. But it's completely clear in Detroit, and we're broadcasting in the middle of a storm in Kansas City. It's really weird when the team is gone. Our crew is out in the truck, they're not even in the stadium between radio and TV, and maybe a couple security people there's like 12 people in the stadium. And then as the lights start to go down and I'm just, I watch in a booth and then I get in a golf cart and I go out to left field, I hop on the set, they turn on the lights, I finish, I go back and there's no one around. And it's just the weirdest thing, but it's doable. And, you know, I'll get back to the, to me. And this is, this is so much of what I speak about. My I'm in the people business. I, I, if, if I get a good interview, and I'm able to show some personality and connectivity with a player, it's because I spend a lot of time building those relationships every single day. I can't do that face-to-face now. And so we're just having to navigate that and do it differently. The value in being on the road is you're there, that you're in the middle of it all. And so now we're at a distance, even when they're at home, because we can't get into the locker room and be on the field. That's just the rules that's keeping people safe. And so I've had to really adjust my strategies. I have to think about and think about this in terms of the Royals. They have a lot of young, new kids that I don't really know very well yet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm needing to reach out to them or their families. For instance, as you and I talk right now, tonight, game 12, by the way, after game 12 tonight, they'll be one-fifth of the way through the season. How strange is that? But Brady Singer pitches tonight. Yeah. Right? He's one of their top prospects. It'll be his third start. But I had started to build a relationship with his parents when he was drafted two years ago. Hey, thanks for interviewing us uh, when he signed. Could we get a copy of that shirt? So I kept in touch. Well, today's his birthday. So I emailed his mom last night. Actually, she emailed me. Hey, just saw you on TV doing your report. Great job. Did you know that it's Brady's birthday tomorrow? We're so proud of him. I said, I do know it's his birthday tomorrow. Hey, I I don't want to embarrass him, but would you be willing to send me some baby pictures or some pictures of him as a kid? I think it'd be great to show on the broadcast tomorrow. Boom, it's done. So there are ways to build these relationships and then leverage those relationships so that when I text a player and say, Hey, I know you're busy. I don't need you for a formal interview, but I want to pick your brain on some things for a story I'm working on tonight. When is a good time for you? That was Ryan O'Hearn yesterday. I was, I was out on a walk with my wife. He goes, I got five minutes right now. Great. Thank you. Hey, uh, Rhino, what's been the key to your big start? How comfortable are you right now? Also, you came back from COVID. What is Hunter Dozier about to go through as he's starting to come back? And so, that's all the past work in leveraging the relationships and trust that I've done in recent years. Or say one of these new guys, we got a pitcher named Tyler Zuber, and he, um, he made his debut a couple of weeks ago. I don't know him as well, but we had him on in a setup interview by the team um, that they were able to schedule for us via Zoom. I still don't know him that well. I don't have his cell phone number. I probably could get it. But I see he's active on Instagram. So I sent him a private message on Instagram. Hey, Chris Bubich is making his debut tomorrow. I know that you guys were minor league teammates. What can you tell me about him? Oh, he's a great guy. Anything you need, let me help you out. Oh, maybe Instagram is a good way to connect with this guy. So it's just completely evolving. It's totally different. And in the end, the goal, like anyone that's trying to sell, is to still be able to deliver the product.
0: That's interesting. Joe, so what what time do you usually arrive at the ballpark and what time do you usually leave? I think that's interesting, both this year and in past years.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll let you in on some secrets for a – I'm not afraid to uh, admit to this either. Like the This isn't like a punch the clock, have to show your face for a certain amount of time. But I'd say in the past for a home game, I, I'd get to the park around 3.30 and you start getting into the locker room around, around – usually it would open around 3.40, um, which sounds like a weird time, but if it's a 7.10 start – 340 will be three and a half hours before so it's kind of mapped out that way well if we don't have locker room access why do i want to sit at the stadium at 340 with the virus and everything going on i mean
0: you're with your, your, your your teammates but that's about it
1: there right and we're all there's so much room there i might be in my own room and they're in their own room and all that type of stuff so if I was getting to the park between 3 to 3.30 in the past later on the road because the clubhouse would open on the road later because they take batting practice later as the visiting team, now I may get a message saying, hey, we've got this picture available for you to do a one-on-one with today at 2 or at 3 via Zoom. So I'll just do it from my house, and I'll put up on a green screen um, background, I'll put up a picture of Kauffman Stadium or, or no, a, a Fox backdrop that just says Fox Sports. I could be in any studio anywhere. So I'm showing up for a 6.30 show. We have to be on set to start reviewing things at 6 and some testing and prep work and and, and communication and all that. I might show up at 5, even 5.15 or 5.30, and, and is I'm that, ready to that, go.
0: Is that the same, Joel, whether you're on the road or if you're at home, the game?
1: Yeah, I mean, the only difference is if they're playing on the East Coast time zone, which with the Royals this year, with everything being in the Central Division, could be like a Cleveland or a Detroit then, you know, that five o'clock arrival might be like a four or four, 15 arrival. But I'm, I'm showing up and it's like, so the reason why we get to the park so early is to talk to players and coaches. And it might not even be a formal interview. They come out onto the field to start stretching or batting practice. And you walk up and you just start chatting with the guy. Hey, what's going on with blah, blah, blah. Hey, what do you think about this guy? Hey, did you ever face this guy in the minors? Hey, didn't you guys play each other in college? And you just start kind of fishing a little bit for some interesting stories informally can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. So there's that window of three 30 to six o'clock that can really be spent anywhere. And, and, and then, you know, we have a new manager, Mike Matheny. He's meeting with the broadcasters every morning informally, which really helps keep us connected. Then he does a whole nother meeting with all the media, like he would, if he was sitting on the bench at Kaufman stadium. Um, and so, and then he does one after the game. I mean, he isn't, he is out there every single moment. So sometimes I might do that while I'm driving in the car and just listen. You know, I mean, I don't need to be seen. So it's just I don't think it's that different than everyone else's world right now.
0: Mm -hmm. What What time do you leave the ballpark normally?
1: Figure when a game ends, which, of course, could be who knows how long, but it could be 45 minutes to an hour after a game. This is something, you know, you talked about schedule before. Uh, I'm a what late night curious
0: guy. To, to paint the picture, when people think that Joe Goldberg or these these radio show hosts or these these broadcasters get there like at seven o'clock and leave at ten, no. I mean now
1: <laughs> you know now it's closer to that with what I just described. But I think in normal times you, you get to the park around three thirty and you're leaving somewhere between eleven and eleven thirty, mm-hmm. and that's something. Uh, being a late night guy, uh, I I would during the pandemic and off season fall asleep around. 12 to 12 30. But I get home, say, like last night, a normal length game, even with a 16 minute rain delay, it was, I think the whole thing was still under three hours. So the game was over by, you know, 10 10 or so. I didn't get home until 11 20, 11 30. And then you're wired, you're jacked up. I didn't fall asleep till closer to two because yeah. you have all that post game adrenaline. So that's that's just a little bit of the, the challenge during the season for all of us.
0: Joel Goldberg is our guest. The minute left in our third segment, Joel. Before we finish the show with our fourth segment, um, when does the season uh, end if the Royals do not make the postseason? When is the last regular season game this year?
1: It's late September, whatever the last uh, whatever the last Sunday of September would be. I think that the league. And the league desperately wants to get to the playoffs. That's where they make some of the big bucks in terms of TV. And and that's where major revenue comes in. And, of course, we all as fans would love to see playoffs. And it's expanded playoffs this year, too, which means more teams involved. So, But they've got to get there. I, I really – you know, I will say this. Every day I wake up – I'm not holding my breath. But every day I wake up and I get on Twitter saying, is there anything about this game being shut down because – There was a huge outbreak with the Marlins that that took them out of play for over a week. There's now a huge outbreak with the Cardinals. That's going to take them out of play for a good week, which affects other teams. And so, you know, the Marlins are now adding like 15 new players to get back and return to play. So I'm sort of waking up every day saying, okay, we have baseball tonight. I'm really grateful for that. And, uh, and I hope we make it through September. I have no predictions. I'm not incredibly hopeful but maybe it'll work out I hope it does because I, I think we all need sports if, if, if it's possible just as I agree
0: I agree Joe Goldberg is with us we'll be right back after the break with more of the Grill nation show thanks for joining us today. Welcome back to the final segment of the Grill Nation show today on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. Joel Goldberg is our guest. He's with Fox Sports Kansas City, Royals live host and in-game reporter. He's also a top virtual speaker and in-person speaker uh, in in a prior life as far as before COVID, uh, but he's he's available to do about anything joelgoldbergmedia.com he's got a podcast video podcast that comes out every morning go to his twitter page to watch that goldbergkc he's very busy Uh, i had the opportunity to go on his show uh i guess last week uh posted that on my social media It was a really good conversation we broke into a lot about what's going on right now some of the political background i have and crisis communications and public affairs and pr It it was a real interesting conversation and uh, fun to talk about that. Those types of things when you you know you're always hosting and you're always uh, helping clients, but sometimes it's kind of fun to tell some stories too on your own behalf, Joel. Um, but welcome back. You uh, you were talking about your routine. You were talking about baseball. You know what? You're used to being on the road, man, for 81 days a year. What yeah. is the, What has the transition been like for you? I mean, I know you have a family. You love living in Kansas City. Um, I'm sure your kids have been happy that you been around more, right?
1: For the most part. um, (laughs) I think that there are moments where my wife is like, wait, when do you go on the road again? Uh, You know, that's just, I think everybody can relate to that. We are wired as a family, have been forever to live with this schedule. There are challenges and there are downfalls to what I do. And the people that have done it as long as I have on our crew and our broadcasters, either get out of it because it just wears you down and your family down, or you you figure it out. And that's not a knock on people that haven't figured it out. It's not great for family life, and I'm really lucky that my family has adapted to this over the years. It's all they know. But you know, like I, my daughter was in a um, high school theater production uh, for her theater group the other day, and. Um, very strange. I mean, you had to wear a mask in there. The kids all had like these clear masks on that they could sing through. Um, and, and they pivoted and did a really beautiful job with it. And I I meant to look at the schedule because if we were out of town, I would have never seen it. If we were in town, I would have just been a little bit late to work. But I was, like, it was emotional sitting in there because I, I sat there thinking here yet again is another benefit of this pandemic that I got to be home and to see this. And I was talking to uh, a high-level scout with the Royals the other day. Actually, right as I got out of that that musical, I called him, hey, what do you got on so-and-so picture tonight? I know that you helped be involved in the trade for him, blah, blah, blah. And and he was talking about how many things that he missed with his kids over the years. So I think that this pandemic for many of us has given us more time at home with our families. And, you know, are we used to me being gone and on the road more? Yeah, we are. But it's it's been really great to be home.
0: Well, yeah, and you're – uh I don't think people realize when they really think about it. You're basically doing exactly what the players are doing as far as travel, uh, and they're in their what 20s and early 30s, and and me and you aren't in those ages anymore. And so, just yeah. when I travel, just when I travel somewhere for a weekend, you know, when you get back that next week and you're back at the office or you're working, I mean, it, it wears you down sometimes. Uh, and you do you were doing that, you know, three nine game road trips, and so this has been interesting. I'm going to be interested to see if you can go back to that old live show of being on the road and more or less, what are your thoughts about uh, broadcasting? I mean, do you think that you think that these, these, these companies or whatnot are going to continue to send folks, you know, we saw in soccer. I remember at one point where they were doing the broadcast from a studio in LA for some of those games that were in other countries or those you wait for champions league games and whatnot. I mean, it, it seems to me that if the broadcast doesn't change very much, uh, there can be some cost savings by doing stuff, not at the stadium. I mean, I think that'll be a talking point for you moving I, forward. And for the, yeah,
1: industry. it will be. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, truthfully, if I had to, if I was given the opportunity to provide my two cents, what I would say is that those of us that are in contact with the players need to be there mm-hmm. because, you know, less of less in my, hosting role and more of my reporting role. Uh, I mean, I get all my information by having that face-to-face. I already talked about how it's doable right now, but it's not ideal. It's because it's doable. We're going to get it done because we have no choice. We're going to get it done. And I don't say like, this is terrible. But our options are either get it done the way we're doing it right now or don't do it at all. But if given the option to be there, like if they told me tomorrow, Hey, we're able to get you on the road. I'd, I'd go in a heartbeat and I'd follow all the protocol that I don't think that, that that's not going to happen, but that's what I would do. It would be easier. I think going forward though, you know, will they travel some of our technical crew and when we take like seven or eight guys on the road and then we pick up cam, you know, camera people and all that in the cities that we go to do our director and producer and all of them need to be on the road or can they do it from home? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm sure that like anything else, that new practices will uh, will emerge here.
0: Now are all the, are all the other teams in the league doing what the Royals are doing essentially yeah. in Fox sports uh, Kansas yeah. city with. So, so essentially nobody is on the road right now. Any of the broadcast teams.
1: Correct. I don't know if anybody is there, there could be a radio crew here and there that is, but I think almost everybody has decided to stay home. And you know, look there, there are some announcers, especially on the radio side, like here in Kansas city with radio radio, Longtime radio announcers that are in their seventies, that are, you know, in that group that is deemed more vulnerable um, mm-hmm. and more susceptible to this virus. And so, for instance, Denny Matthews, a you know, longtime voice of the Royals, original voice of the Royals from nineteen sixty nine, he's he's doing his radio calls from his house,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then the rest of the guys are here. So, I, I think everybody is doing this. What's happening too? You know, one of the things that that many of us, and I can speak for a lot of my colleagues, miss is seeing our our colleagues in other cities, because there is a bit of a fraternity here. And we would see them, and that's how we get a lot of our information. You know, you walk into the press box in Cleveland, and suddenly you start talking to their radio play-by-play guy, Tom Hamilton. Or you walk into guaranteed rate field on the south side of Chicago, and you start talking to Jason Benetti, their TV play-by-play guy. And now you're just picking up the phone and saying, hey, what do you got on this? What do you got on here? Hey, can you come on our show as a guest and share some of that? So sure. it's, we're still having those conversations, but it's the same thing as this. But, but everybody's sort of in that same boat right now. Here's the other interesting thing, too, from a technical standpoint. I think people would find this interesting. We have our own camera crew. other team has their own camera crew. They call it the home show and the road show. So you pick up some, when we go to Cleveland, we'll use a lot of their people that are dedicated to the road show, to us. And when they come to us, they'll pick up some of our road road crew. And then we've got our home crew. Well, it's a world feed is what they're calling it now. So for instance, tonight we're playing the Cubs. We have one dedicated camera at Wrigley Field as the road show. And that's the camera that'll point them to the dugout to get the manager or a specific player. The rest of it, we have to rely on the way they shoot it. When the Cubs come here tomorrow, we're now the home show and we provide the world feed. We have access. Well, everybody has access. We control all the cameras, but that one camera that they'll have pointing into their dugout. So we can't shoot this with as much of a Royals bias. And what I mean by that is that we're, we're catering to Royals fans and giving them the pictures and images of Royals fans of, of Royal Royals players. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a Royals slit. Now we have to be a little bit more neutral in the way the game is shot, which means if. Ryan Lefever, our play-by-play guy, wants to talk about something specific with Adalberto Mondesi while he's in the field. We may not have that angle on the road. So you have to really kind of talk through these things, and we have to really be working with the other side.
0: Very insightful. Joel Goldberg uh, has been our guest. Joel, I'm just excited to uh, have you on the show face-to-face via Zoom. And uh, I'm really excited to see some of these changes in baseball uh, that we're seeing will continue uh, down the road. Uh, I think that might potentially get more people to watch and more fans for the millennial generation, but we'll talk about that next time. Joel Goldberg, Royals live host on Fox sports, Kansas city and the in game reporter for all of the Kansas city Royals broadcasting games. He's on Twitter at Goldberg KC. Joel, thanks for your time today. I greatly appreciate it.
1: Always fun, Jason. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you very much. You've been listening to the grill nation show. We'll see you again next week. Take care.